Freedom HealthWorks is the direct primary care accelerator. We help doctors across the country start fresh in direct primary care. With Freedom HealthWorks, you work with a team, not a checklist. Visit FreedomHealthWorks.com and together we can achieve true freedom in direct care. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Americana. I am your host, Christopher Habig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks, on a mission to show and tell people that health insurance does not equal health care. I know most of you have heard me say that a lot ad nauseum, but we're out here changing minds every single day trying to show people that that is absolutely true. Joining me today, we have Troy Reichert, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of Coral. Now, Troy has had a very uh, intricate storied past in, in, uh, in his career, going through a couple different industries and finally settling on being a CRO position for Coral and being a published author, trying to, well, to steal his own words, reimagine benefits. And so he's got a great little book that you guys, uh, everybody can pick up. I'll let Troy tell you a little bit more about that. So without further ado, Troy, thanks for joining us on Healthcare Americana. Good morning. Thanks. Look forward to our conversation. Absolutely. So one of the things that strikes me is when people say the American healthcare industry is broken. A lot of people, of course, like to say system. I like to say industry because it is there to make money. Systems comprise the industry, but you know that's kind of potato potato for a lot of people. But you know, in your opinion, right. <laughs> in your opinion, and I agree with this, and we see eye to eye. But healthcare isn't broken. We have incredible physicians, nurses, medical professionals, and that industry makes a ton of money. So with the amount of frustration in there, where are really the challenges that people are assuming that healthcare is broken? Well, I think the first place where it's broken that people are just feeling the pinch, both from the company side and the individual side, is where the money is. People, you know, companies are seeing their premiums skyrocket, uh, just going up and up and up every year. They never go down. Uh, and individuals are now burdened with more and more of the co-pays, co-insurance, higher deductibles. So that's where the pinch is coming. Now, uh, when you look at, you know, Cigna just announced that they uh, are going to pay a dividend for the first time in years. You look at the salaries of the uh, Blue Cross uh, executives, and it's insane in the millions of dollars for every one of them. So it's not broken for them. When you look at any city, who's building buildings? It's the you know, hospitals that are building buildings all over the place. So, you know, something's not right. You know, on one end, you see this huge money flow. And on the other end, you see this huge drain. And uh, that's where it's broken, Chris, I think, uh, as you look at it. Those evil hospital systems. But now, they're easy to pick on, right? You, you hit the two <laughs> main villains uh, with health insurance companies uh, really perverting the way that we buy medical care um, and then trying to wrap that Absolutely. all up in that healthcare, you know, system. And I'm just like, I'm kind of allergic to it at this point, just hearing a bunch. And like, well, well, let's, again, separate health insurance from medical care. Great medical care can be provided by hospitals, but you know, have you seen any of these new transparency uh, uh, price lists as of what January first, twenty twenty one, as mandated that hospitals must publish their prices? Have you checked any of those out on their website? Oh, yeah, and it's a joke. And you know, I actually <laughs> yeah. did a number of uh, research projects uh, last year trying to you know really ascertain what were where are the chargemasters, and they've got them so hidden and so convoluted. 
that, you know, no one can understand them. Uh, you know, I've been in the industry and I should be able to understand them. I've got an MBA from Vanderbilt. I should be able to understand this stuff, but it's crazy what they're doing. And yeah, the transparency laws are there, but the way they're executed, the way they're showing it, it's not transparent by any means. Now, I, I did a screenshot uh, on a presentation I gave and it looked like, and this, this is, you know, the early days of computing, whenever somebody would go from a Microsoft Word document to a Microsoft like WordPad document and you try to use two different systems, yes. text, you would get this gobbledygook and it wasn't just a clean copy paste that we, ha- we see today, but it was just these lines of what looks <laughs> like a foreign language, like a code all the way across. And that's the first yes. thing that, that struck yes. me when I saw that charge master list. I'm like, really? This is the link that, you know, one of the biggest hospital systems in the state of Indiana takes me to? You can't decipher anything, but I guess right. <laughs> I guess that was a poorly written law. You know, they didn't they didn't uh, specify how to actually put that out there in more of a menu type. People assumed, which is dangerous, right? That there would be good actors in this space and say, "Okay, here's the procedure, here's the price." <laughs> Not the case, right, right? Yeah, and healthcare is complex. You know, when you're dealing with a total knee replacement. There's a lot that goes into that from the hardware to the surgeon to the anesthesiologist. So mm-hmm. certainly there's a lot of costs in there and a lot of things that you know, most people don't understand. But uh, there's got to be a better way of doing it. Uh, and I think that's what we agree on, that there's got to be a better way uh, to help people make their buying decisions, to make their purchasing choices, to make it better for everybody. Yeah, shine a little light in the darkness and watch the cockroaches scurry away. Uh, right. <laughs> so let's talk about the success that you're seeing today with Coral and really the motivation to you know put out the book about the benefits, uh, the reimagined benefits that you did. So give us a give us a brief overview of what you guys are experiencing and a little background about Coral and the success that you're seeing today. Yes, absolutely. So we're seeing it around the country uh, with brokers, advisors, consultants who are recognizing that, you know, they can't continue to do business the way they've been doing business. uh, And they've got to bring some additional value to their clients and uh, helping give their clients choices. Uh, That's really what it's all about. You know, it's not a choice between Humana, uh, Gold or uh, Blue Cross Silver. That's not the choice I'm talking about. I'm talking about real choices where they can impact the bottom line dollars, both the money coming out of the pocket of the employee uh, in terms of the monthly premiums uh, and the money they bring out of pocket in terms of their co-insurance and deductibles and uh, co-pays. Uh, so uh, what we do at Coral is we give uh, people uh, direct contracts. We help the TPAs, we help the brokers manage those direct contracts with providers. And those direct contracts are typically a multiple of Medicare or they're a fixed capitated cost. Uh, which is bundled together. You know, uh, we say bundle, but when you think about it, we we live with bundles every day. You know, you go through the drive-through at McDonald's, and uh, they said you want a, a, a Big Mac meal. Well, that includes the you know the meal, the burger, the fries, and the drink. Well, that's a bundle. That's a package. Well, why do they do that? Because it's creates efficiency for McDonald's when they can press one button and get three things. That creates efficiency. It reduces their cost. In the same way, we bundle surgical procedures together so that the anesthesiologist, the surgeon, and the facility are all bundled together into one package. And then on the back end, the employee, the member, the patient, they don't receive 12 different EOBs. They receive one EOB, and at the bottom it says, what's your patient responsibility? Zero. 
That's the package. That's how it's worked. So Coral helps TPAs, the who represent the payers and providers, the, the surgeons, the specialists that do these surgeries, it connects those two and creates efficiencies so that the providers can actually charge less money. The payer knows exactly what it's going to be. And the two agree that, okay, this is what it's going to be. And everybody's happy. So everybody wins in that scenario. The, the provider wins because they get paid. The TPA wins because it creates efficiencies. The member wins because they don't have any out of pocket. Unless they're on a high deductible health plan, you know, that, that's the only exception. But again, mm-hmm. even in that scenario, it helps them uh, with their out-of-pockets. It's really, you know, you're direct contracting yes. with, you know, the specialists who are like, you know what, a bird in hand is way better than two in the bush over here. We're going to give that cash discount. We're going to get paid in a fraction amount of the time uh, than right. we would going through the typical reimbursement, which, again, I hate the word reimbursement. I mean, that's... <laughs> it's. It doesn't even, Absolutely. It doesn't even, the definition of it doesn't even apply to, to medicine yet. That's all you hear about, right? I'm getting right. reimbursed for this. I'm like, did you give the patient money? No, you didn't. You're just eating that right. cost for <laughs> six months. I mean, that's a totally so true. Absolutely. different definition of it, right? So there you go. Well, not yeah. only on a mission to show health insurance doesn't equal health care, but uh, we're going to fight all the vocabulary that we're used to just being handed over. Yes. <laughs> So true. Well, so often, Chris, you know, when these providers send in their bill, send in the claim, what happens when they, you know, go to Blue Cross or United Healthcare? Well, they look at the claim. They're like, okay, that's ineligible. That doesn't count. Or that's going to be more discount. So then they whittle that claim down. In our system, again, the buyer and the seller, the provider and the payer, they agree on a price. And that's why we can gain efficiencies as well, because then the TPA who's paying the claim doesn't have to audit that bill. They know that, hey, this is what we agreed to do. This is what the doctor said they were going to do. This is going to be the price. We don't have to audit. We don't have to worry about something else being in there or being overcharged. So that creates huge efficiencies as well. Yeah. And that's market forces, right? Coming to bear. Absolutely. Uh, Where are you finding these doctors? Who are you working with to provide this type of care? Well, certainly they're what we call the elective procedures. So if you think about the continuum of care, you've got primary care on the left side, and you've got urgent or emergency care on the right side. Literally everything in between that could be elective, could be bundled, could be a direct contract. So imaging and lab work is on the system to general surgery, orthopedics, uh, gastroenterologist, uh, oncology is in there even to the point of physical therapy. So everything is, you know, in that space of elective, what's considered elective uh, can be uh, directly contracted and is on our system. We're looking for providers, Chris, who are outside the box thinkers. We're looking for providers who are not, you know, we talked about the charge master just a little bit ago. We're looking for people that don't have the charge master mindset. Mm-hmm. The surgeons, the uh, ASCs, the uh, ambulatory surgery centers that we work with, they have a different mindset. They know their cost of delivery. They know that you know it costs them so much money to open the doors and so much money to have the nursing staff and all in their facility. And they know what it costs to deliver a total knee replacement, total hip replacement, whatever that might be. And then they know that they've got to have a certain amount of margin. They've got to have some profit. And everybody's in business. you got to have profit. We understand that. Yep. So now it's a matter of cost plus, not a discount off 
of the charge master. And we all know that the charge masters are just fictitious numbers anyway. So sure. uh, you look at eight out of 10 CFOs at hospitals today, and uh, they won't know what their cost of delivery is in most cases. Stunning. Uh, I, I, I would not argue that at all. And I like that you mentioned that it's okay to make a profit in medicine. This is something that, you know, we've talked about before, a great physician down in, down in Phoenix uh, was doing DPC and, and, and he was a little weary of mentioning that. And I'm saying, you know, doc, it's okay. Most people will say, look, just make sure you're not hiding the ball on anything. Um, right. I ask you, brokers are notorious for this. I'm going to pick on them for a minute and, you know, tell people what your commission <laughs> is. And if it's too much, and if you don't want to tell people, cause you feel guilty about it, you might want to rethink some things because there is a, <laughs> Correct. you know, if you're making 30 bucks per patient per month off a health insurance plan, that's bankrupting a company. Uh, okay. Maybe there's a better way to do business about this, but we tell doctors that all the time that, you know, your patients want you <laughs> to stay in business. You've worked your tail off to get to this point, spending years or decades in medical school, going into debt, like it's okay to make a profit. Absolutely. You're not a villain for wanting to do that. And I'm like, I don't know where we kind of got the messaging crossed where I think I actually do know, I think it's a lot of that nonprofit hospital systems that, you know, you brought up and it's, it's just a mess there psychological and how they, how they message that. But um, back to what you were just saying there, Give me the process of when you are working with somebody in an area from a business standpoint, I'm going to call them your client um, because I think clients are the ones who end up paying your company. Right. <laughs> and so when they say, hey, we need a cardiologist or somebody, you know, more surgeries like you were just discussing, what's your process of going out and contacting those doctors and saying, hey, you want to be a part of something really, really cool? Absolutely. So there's a number of different ways that contracts, relationships direct with these providers exist inside of our system. So we have TPAs that bring us these relationships. And so we have, you know, that set of contracts from a TPA and, and those are theirs. No one else has access to that. And that's fine. We have brokers, we have advisors that have direct contracts with providers and those are on our system. We have companies that are on our system. Sano Surgery, E-Surgery, uh, MD Save. Those are some of the uh, you know, aggregators, as we call them, that are on the system. And so contracts are on the system. And then Coral has direct contracts. So Coral will go out and con- uh, contract with a specific provider uh, and have them on our system. And it's available to any TPA uh, that you know, wants access. So there's a number of different ways that the contracts are on the system. And so we'll get a client that is in a new area and we'll ask them, okay, do you have contracts? Does your broker have contracts? Do you do reference-based pricing? If you do reference-based pricing, who are the providers in your area that accept that? And so that's one way that uh, we help fill that out. And certainly, you know, Coral's uh, four years old, so we're a rather young company, but uh, we're continuing to, uh, you know, contract with providers and TPAs around the country to expand what we call that distribution of the access to these types of providers using uh, free market medical association, you know, and Dr. Keith Smith and the relationships he has uh, in that network. Uh, we work with those uh, types of folks as well. So uh, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Uh, we have some national contracts. We're actually, uh, you know, green imaging is one of those that we have a national contract with. Uh, we're working with CTCA cancer treatment centers of America. 
when I was the president of a local TPA here in Oklahoma, we had a direct contract with the Tulsa office, the Tulsa location of CTCA. Uh, now, Coral, we're trying to get all five of their facilities uh, in an agreement with, uh, with Coral so that all of our TPAs can have access to the facilities around the country for CTCA. So there's a number of different ways that we go about that, but those are a few examples. I appreciate you hitting most of our sponsors too. It makes my job a lot easier. Uh, with <laughs> FMMA, great people. Good. Uh, great people doing some really great things across, uh, across the country here. Relatively young company. Give us a, a little bit of backstory on your career before this, because you've done a bunch of different things. You describe yourself as a recovering broker. What were the big challenges that you saw and you know, what were you bumping your head against? Was, and I guess the whole question boils down to what was really the low point in your career and your experience where you woke up one day and said, I need to change something. I got to get on the right side of this. Yes, absolutely. So I was a broker, you know, selling in insurance, insurance agent for, you know, lack of a better term, uh, selling benefits, trying to, you know, get into companies and talk to them about the options. And, you know, the more and more I was in there, basically we were all selling the same thing. And I'd go into these CEOs and they'd say, well, what are you going to do different? You know, this guy over here is bringing me Blue Cross, you know, healthcare, they're shopping it just like you say, you're going to shop it. What's the difference? And so I really had to, you know, struggle within myself and say, you know, what is it that I bring? Okay, you can bring personality, but that's not going to win the day. What is it going to be that's really going to change the dynamics and change for the good for those CEOs, the CFOs, for the HR people, for the patients, the employees? And as I started investigating, fortunately, I was part of a large brokerage firm that had a TPA. And so I started learning about self-funding. And I was like, oh, man, this is, you know, this is really where it's at. That, that was the change for me is just being exposed to self-funding. And then uh, eventually, as I grew in the business and, and started doing more and more with larger clients and seeing the power of self-funded uh, medical plans, that was when the light came on. It's really that story of redemption, right? And, and, and we've heard it a lot. Right. And that's why I always, I always find it very, very fascinating to say, okay, where was your story arc? Where was your career arc here? And, and I love that kind of aha moment where people see the light and they're like, wait a minute, this, there, there's a better way to do this. There's a totally different way to go about doing this. Troy, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear back from some of the sponsors that uh, you mentioned here. And then after that, we're going to come back and we're going to hear really what makes Coral and, and your model of business different and talk about some real world examples on savings. At Green Imaging, we provide diagnostic imaging procedures that include MRIs, CT scans, and x-rays for half of the average price in a health plan. Most people don't realize that the most expensive place to get an MRI is right down the hall from the prescribing doctor. This is because 70% of doctors are now employed or subsidized by our hospital systems. When we get an imaging exam at a hospital-owned imaging facility, the cost of care is three to seven times more expensive than it is at an independent imaging facility. There is a better choice that can save you up to 65% or more. That choice is green imaging. In most hospitals, there are 16 administrators for every single doctor. This creates an unnecessary burden on the price tag. By removing this excess, Green Imaging provides diagnostic services typically at one-third of the price or less. Check us out at greenimaging.net. 
Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Welcome back to Healthcare Americana. I am Christopher Habig here again with Troy Reichert from Coral. Now, Troy, we were talking about you know some of the challenges you ran into from the broker standpoint. Then you got hooked up as a chief revenue officer with Coral, and you're doing some really great things from a price transparency, direct contracting insert healthcare innovation here. What are some of the real world numbers that you've seen come across your desk where you're looking at this and saying, wow, I'm making a real impact for companies and for patients? Well, Chris, that's a great setup because when I was the president of a TPA, I eventually, you know, grew in the business, understood uh, self-funding, wrote my book on uh, benefits reimagined. And in that business, what we were trying to do as a TPA was distinguish ourselves. And so we put together a direct contract bundled pricing program. And we were so successful with that. Again, we were a relatively small TPA, but we were doing a thousand referrals a month to these, you know, elective surgery to these providers, a thousand a month. That's a lot. And so we were saving our clients literally tens of thousands of dollars a month. So let me give you one example here. You talk about a total knee replacement. Well, if you look at charge masters for, you know, surgery centers for hospitals around the country, a total knee replacement on their charge masters, probably 90 to a hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Well, okay. Let's, let's give the benefit of the discount that, you know, the, the Bucas, the blue crosses, the United healthcare of the world negotiate. And okay, let's just say they get 50% discount. Well, that knee replacement, that total knee replacement is still forty dollars to $50,000. And that doesn't include the physical therapy afterwards, okay? So every day around the country, I can get a total knee replacement at one of our ambulatory surgery centers for twenty-two dollars to $25,000. That's half of what any of those other places can do. That's a huge savings. That's a direct impact on those self-funded employer groups. That's twenty dollars to $25,000 still left in their claims bucket at the end of that day for that one surgery. Let me give you another example. An MRI. The average cost for an MRI around the country is twenty-three dollars to $2,600. I can get an MRI done with and without contrast every day of the week for five dollars to $600. That's real money. That's real savings. That's left in the claims bucket for the company to spend on another claim if they don't spend it at the $2,600 facility. How do you have a conversation with an employer, show those numbers to them, and they still say, yeah, thanks, no thanks? Does that ever happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the employers are comfortable and they're not necessarily risk takers. So the CFO, the HR director, uh, they feel safe with an Aetna, with a Humana, with a Blue Cross, and they don't want to rock the boat. Certainly, when you go self-funded, when you talk about direct contracts, there's more work involved, absolutely. And a lot of people are concerned that there's actually more risk that's involved. But that's probably why I wrote my book, because I wanted to help everybody from the C-suite down to the employee understand what goes on with healthcare and health insurance. So in my book, 
you can literally give that to the guy that's working on the line in the shop, or you can give that to the CFO and both of them can read it and both of them can understand it. I wrote it at that level so that people can understand. I, I sort of was like the wizard of Oz. I, I, I pulled back the curtain on the wizard and revealed what's behind the scenes of healthcare and hopefully giving them insight, giving them information so they can make a new decision. Obviously, uh, we're not in Kansas anymore when it comes to being a healthcare consumer. There, <laughs> there are Absolutely. other ways. There are other ways to go about getting some incredible care that aren't just renting the networks. And, and a lot of that premium right. goes to just network access from those bukas that you named. Let me ask this kind of a philosophical, kind of a, a, a dream question. One of the things that we want to do here at Freedom HealthWorks is eventually build out an entire alternate healthcare system for people wanting to utilize cash pay and direct care. Yes, absolutely. Is that a pipe dream? No, I don't believe so at all because there's enough people out there that are seeing this or recognizing it Uh, right now. What you just said, I've got three people, three organizations around the country that have said the same exact thing or in various stages of development to do that very thing. So no. And then if you're familiar with the sharing ministries, you know, MediShare, Christian Healthcare Ministries, Sidera, uh, Samaritan Ministries, those people are doing that very same thing right now and have been doing it for, you know, in some cases over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So they figured out some different ways of doing things without the traditional health insurance and that whole myriad of ways that you've got to navigate the system. And most people, that's the other thing. Most people don't know how to navigate the system. With Coral, with the direct contracts, with the care navigators and nurse navigators that uh, people use, it helps the individuals navigate the system. And with the direct contracts, we simplify the system. We mentioned hospitals, and again, we, we kind of pick on them, but you know, hospitals are going to be great if you get in a car wreck and, and uh, you need some emergency care, kind of what they were designed to do and some of those really high-level, expensive things. Unfortunately, it's been right. converted over the years. But what's your take on nonprofit hospitals, and you know, should we be pushing for hospitals to be able to generate a profit? Well, the very thing that you said was nonprofit hospital doesn't exist because all of these hospitals are one of the most profitable organizations in the city. So, and I think honestly, that's where one of the biggest divergences happened between healthcare and health insurance and the tensions that we have today is that very issue of nonprofit. We looked at hospitals as supposed to be caring for people regardless of their state, being able to give them the medical attention they need regardless and yet, when you have, you know, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Dr. Marty McCary from Johns Hopkins. He has written in his book, uh, The Price We Pay. And he tells a story about this hospital, nonprofit hospital in Maryland. And they are the biggest lawsuit initiator in their county. And over half of their lawsuits are against their own employees. How does that equal nonprofit? That's not nonprofit. They've, they've forced the courts to be their collection agency. Uh-huh. So that's horrible. And that's, that's, that's where this huge disconnect between us as a consumer and the hospitals as the providers. We say, you're supposed to be nonprofit. We understand you need to be taken care of. We need to pay you. That's fine. But when you use the system to ding our credit, when you use collection agencies to harass us, that's not being a nonprofit. Well, take that a step further too. So think about the ramifications of tax exempt status. 
you oh. mentioned earlier that really a lot of the places, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Who knows what the economy is going to do here in the next few months, hopefully continue to do well and recover. But when they are buying up large swaths of land, taking that off of local tax rolls, those are real economic impacts. Everybody uh, wants to have a hospital absolutely. close to them, you know, not going to fight that, but buying up hundreds of acres, taking those off the tax rolls, you're impacting schools, you're impacting local roads, you're impacting your local economy in a very, very big way for somebody who's not going to be plowing those record hundred millions of dollars in lack of a better word, profit back into the local economy. When you're using court That's systems- That's exactly right. Yeah, when you're using courts as collection agencies, again, you're taxing you know, the civil aspects of, of the American system for what? You know, an overflated, overinflated charge where collection agencies right. are going to take Correct. it over anyways. <laughs> uh, and, and you're going to cause a lot of strife and Absolutely. a lot of stress. And then force somebody into bankruptcy. So they're right back where we started. So, <laughs> you know, it is a, it is a very vicious little circle that some of these things happen. It is. Maybe for-profit um, hospitals, for-profit surgery centers, put some competition into it, right? And, and that's why I love Absolutely. what you guys are doing. You guys are preaching, you know, that and showing people that, hey, when we're competing on prices, the end, the end patient is absolutely 100% the winner. I, why is that such a hard concept to get across? Well, and that's where, you know, again, patient choice is so important because you see, you know, the other thing, not only are the hospitals buying up uh, real estate, they're buying up doctor's practices. So now these doctors are, are part of the large hospital systems and they control who has access, who doesn't have access and the cost of that access. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot about cost. And I think the other thing that a free market mindset gives us is quality. If you've got to compete on price, that's part of it. But if you've got to compete on price and quality, now market forces are going to drive who survives and who doesn't. And unfortunately, some of these hospitals in these major markets don't have the quality and can't compete on the quality. And they don't compete on the price. So they, they really shouldn't be there. But because they're nonprofit, because they're propped up in so many different ways uh, by a, an antiquated system, they still exist. And I think COVID had a huge impact on that last year of really exposing those hospitals that really weren't competitive in any way, shape, or form. Speaking of COVID, do you think that we've learned our lesson as a society, seeking medical care, seeking the access to experienced physicians? Do you think anything's going to change based on the lessons that we learned? Oh, absolutely. Things are going to change. Uh, and I think that's where these hospitals have uh, been hurt so badly in the last year is that people are scared to go into the hospital. And so they're either going to the independent freestanding surgery centers or they're delaying care. And that I was actually talking with a doctor yesterday and uh, she said, yeah, we're seeing these people that have actually delayed their care to the point where they, they're worse than had they come in and expose themselves to COVID because they're so bad. Mm -hmm that we've got to give them additional care uh, that was really unnecessary just because they delayed the care for so long. And we knew that would be a byproduct too. Um, I, I, I remember seeing, and you might have the numbers a little bit better than I do, but the massive decline in heart attacks and, and respiratory failure, all these things that, that are pretty routine um, as far as yes. hospitals see them a lot for emergency situation. It's almost like they just completely disappeared. And you're like, wait a minute. People just didn't stop having heart attacks or strokes or coronaries. Like, what happened to all these people? And I have not seen any answers for that <laughs> at this time. Yes. 
Yeah, and in our conversations with uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they've seen the same thing, a precipitous drop uh, in cancer diagnosis. And again, did people stop having cancer last year? No, they just stopped going to the doctor, stopped going to the facility to get diagnosed because they were scared to be exposed to COVID. Yeah, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the pandemic and the different types of side effects from shutting down yes. medical services and, and stopping, you know, surgeries and, and cutting off access to physicians and hopefully forcing the medical industry to adapt and improve. But I don't have a lot of faith in what we consider to be our traditional medical system dominated by hospitals. I don't have a lot of faith in them waking up and saying, look, we need to change things. I think it's going to no, take absolutely not. It's going to take groups like you. It's going to take groups like us and all the physicians out there, you know, on the front lines and not the kind of the base of that pyramid as we redesign the system and the grassroots from the bottom up there. So, Troy, I want to give you the last word here. How do people go about buying uh, your, your great book here, Benefits Reimagined? It's an easy read. You know, I have a copy sitting here right on my desk here. So, give us a little bit of information how people can purchase your book and learn more about Coral and what you guys are really doing and the movement that you're continuing to see success with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So reimaginedbenefits.com is my website for the book. Hoping to get that available on Amazon here pretty soon. And then the, our company website is Coral, uh, just like the C Coral, C-O-R-A-L.io. We're an international company. We uh, own our own developers. So we build our system and we can control all that. We'd love to talk to you know brokers, companies, uh, TPAs, advisors, people who are, you know, thinking different, who want to think different. And uh, we're looking forward to, you know, how we can partner together with organizations like yours and others to really impact the healthcare system. How do we deliver better healthcare at a fair price so that everybody wins? You know, I, we didn't get into this, but uh, we, we could talk a long time about misaligned incentives and, uh, you know, right now, the PPO networks, the hospital systems, their incentives are not aligned with the patient and well care incentives. And uh, so I think it's really important that we realign the incentives and make sure that everybody's pulling in the same direction. Very well said. It looks like we have the bookends here, like we mentioned from surgery centers that are doing cash prices. And we have the DPC part of it in the primary care. And we start filling in the gaps there. And we yeah. got ourselves a, a new option here. That is transparent Absolutely. and uh, provides excellent care because you actually get to talk to doctors. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Troy, thanks for joining us on Healthcare Americana. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for Healthcare Americana. Once again, I'm your host, Christopher Habig. Big shout out to our manager, Melissa Turpin, and our producer, Taylor Scott with iPodcast Pro. For more information on direct primary care, visit freedomhealthworks.com. And to catch all of our episodes, latest news and happenings on this podcast, visit healthcareamericana.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Healthcare can be complex. If you're managing a chronic or life-threatening illness, Patients Rising is here for you. We built the Patients Rising Concierge to help you navigate stressful health decisions and get the support you deserve. You will find personalized support by calling, emailing, or visiting our website. Our team is standing by to help with your unique situation. Find the help you need today at patientsrisingconcierge.org. Health insurance premiums are rising faster than actual medical costs. 
and employers everywhere are struggling to keep their heads above water and take care of their amazing team. Most people will never meet their deductible in a given year. So shouldn't there be an alternative to health insurance for people who don't really need it? At Custom Benefit Solutions, we build better benefit solutions by pairing local, direct primary care options with affordable medical cost sharing plans. This creates affordable options for America's small businesses. These companies are able to save money and provide an actual primary care doctor that'll take care of your employees and their families. Employees enjoy getting the care they deserve without struggling with confusing co-pays or deductibles. Want to learn more? Go to custombenefits.org and talk to a team member today. Custom Benefits Solutions. We solve for care. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.